This is Miller's Edge on Tide Your best bet for big minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. I got spaghetti and a cheap bottle of wine Don't need no concert in the city I got a stereo and the best of Patsy Klein. Ain't got no caviar, no Dom Perignon But as far as I can see, I got everything Those edge right here on Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Feels like I just got run, got done running a marathon. So <laughs> bear with me for a second. I literally was sprinting up the steps, got uh, hit with a bunch of traffic, construction, and 
did not go well. So I apologize for that. But luckily, we got Darius Rucker playing. It's a Darius Rucker Thursday. It's a Darius Rucker Thursday. So <laughs> you can't ever go wrong with that. But we're here. Uh, better late than never. So we apologize for that. But thanks for bearing with us again. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBZ. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. You guys know the drill. Try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa or goodfeet.com. Again, that's Good Feet. Improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time, which I'm glad I had mine uh, as I was running in here. <laughs> as Getting I was, a little extra speed. Oh, I'm telling you. I know. I was like boosting up the steps, Noah. Those, those good feet art supports, man, they're great. And I've been doing a lot of extra, uh, like, cardio. See, I'm, I'm, ever since I haven't been playing, I, I've kind of cut out the cardio part of working out. I work out, like, every day, but it's more of like the – you know, lifting weights, yeah, you know, just so I can flex like you're doing right now. But I hadn't been doing cardio. It's, it's never been like, it's never been fun for me. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know if you're, are you a runner or anything? I, 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 I'm a long distance runner. I love, I love the Oh, cardio. okay. See, yeah. I, I, I trail running. Uh, yeah, see something, I, I knew something. I, I, something told me you were a runner. Well, I've never been that guy. I don't know if it's because I'm just like, like football conditioning. Like we run sprints. You know what I mean? Like it's like, and, and rightfully so, with football, everything is a burst. You know, it's like short bursts. I mean, the average play is only six seconds, you know, from snap to the, the whistle being blown. The average play is only six seconds. And, you know, we don't really have a need to run long distance. Now, in our conditioning program that we did, like a fourth quarter program, which the guys are doing now, and this is their last week of it, I'm sure a lot of them are happy for that. At least if it's as tough as it was when we were doing I don't think it's as tough. Definitely still challenging. But we had a couple different things that we did that was a little more long distance. Like we had curves, which is basically like running like a lap around the whole field, but you're trying to, you know, catch the guy in front of you. We do 80s. You know, you're running. You like stride for the first 10 yards and you run 80 yards and stride the last 10. Then you walk across the end zone. You wait to line up and do it again on the other side. So we did some of those things, but not like you're probably describing. No, but I say all that to say, um, yeah, I, I just I hadn't hadn't done too much cardio. Like to me, cardio turn, has turned into like walking my dog or just walking, right? But I feel like the past couple of weeks uh, I've been doing a lot more, like you know, incline walking on a treadmill because I just was like, you know, I probably need to get back into that. But the good, the, the, I'm going circling back to the the good feet store. Those art supports are crucial when doing these workouts, whether it's walking or running. So I, I definitely urge you. Uh, to check them out. No, I know you're not the biggest sports guy, so to speak, but um, I don't know if you're aware, but the combine is going on. We have been I've, talking. I've been hearing about it. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, we've been we've been talking a lot about the combine. We'll talk more about it um, because Alabama has, I think, I think it's 10 guys that are, are being represented. Um, and, you know, they're going through the interview process and doing all those things. I've seen uh, on Twitter a bunch of guys popping up. Terry on Arnold. Stealing the show doesn't surprise me. I mean, that dude has such a, a bold personality. You know, he just he can light up a room, and that's exactly what uh, he's putting on display in Indy right now. So um, I've seen a bunch of clips of him on Twitter answering questions and all that fun stuff. So. Yeah, it looks like it's about 10 guys. Yeah, yeah. so 10 guys. And then I saw Dallas Turner uh, with his numbers being weighed in and, and all that good stuff. I think they had him at, you know, just shy of 6'3". Uh, I think 247, which was good. Uh, I listened to part of his interview and, um, you know, when he was doing media, and I think he was saying he likes being around that that range, that 245 range, which is good. You know, he's going to be a 3-4 outside linebacker. 
in the league, and that that's a solid solid playing weight. That you know, around two fifty is is great, uh, especially with him being able to maintain his athleticism. So we'll definitely start. You know, keep. Well, we talked about it a little bit this week, but we'll keep diving into that. Uh, kind of go. You know, as that goes on, kind of break down how these guys are performing, keeping up with their combine performances, all that good stuff, and we'll dive in to some more Alabama football because, as you guys are probably well aware of at this point, uh, spring ball is next week. Uh, if I'm getting that right, no, unless I have my days mixed up, but I'm pretty sure spring ball starts next week. Spring practice, I think, is Wednesday. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. So yeah, and they're going to let media be there. I, I saw that, yeah, and so then we were talking about it. My dad was asking me that, and he, uh, he'll he be on here coming up in a second, but um, he was curious about the media availability. But now we know for sure that that's going to be a thing, which a lot of fans and media are very excited for that. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence just because I, I, I know – I know. I feel like there's pros and cons with it. I, I understand why Coach Saban was a little more protective. Now, does that mean it's like, oh, you know, because the media is there, so everything's going to be getting out? No, not necessarily, but there are some things you like to keep in-house if you can. So, um, but again, this is a new era. This is a new coach, and, you know, he uh, can do basically what he pleases or what he feels is, is um, that he's comfortable with. Like just like we saw, I mean, there was you know media personalities in the complex doing a show yesterday. So uh, definitely a different era, and it's going to be a lot more availability. Which again is, I think it is a positive for the fans to be able to get these uh, glimpses into things. However, I do feel like you know there still needs to be some level of uh, I don't know compromise where it's just like you know so there's some access, but not too much where it's just not you know sometimes what comes from this is you know rumors are swirling and, and all types of things being written just because of what somebody thinks they see and it's not i don't know but i do know a lot of people are excited for it so you know, I, I saw a lot of people excited about the videos that be, they've been seeing at the winter workouts it's just it's a little bit different you know what i mean it, with coach Saban, it was like there was like a electric fence around the complex and everything was protected now it seems like they're kind of opening things up which which i feel like it makes sense right you know they're trying to get more familiar with the fans. They want to kind of, you know, open things up for everybody to kind of, you know, welcome people in so they can get familiar with the new coaching staff and whatnot. So I think it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so I, we're going oh, – go Yeah, I like what you say about sort of having uh, somewhere in between, like a middle ground where you have open up somewhat but not all the way. I mean, yeah. that's what my experience uh, in practice is is with, like, music and instruments. Like, mm-hmm. I would not want people listening to my hour-long practices of just, like, terrible performances <laughs> and then, like, right. judging me based off of that. Like, <laughs> let me get some of that private stuff in, and then maybe one or two times you can see what I'm working on. Yeah, and, and, and I even – I even look at it like this, too, is that, I mean, there's so much to talk about with the new coach and, you know, everything uh, that's going on right now. Um, and, and you just I just know how it can be is, is, you know, sometimes people in the media are just looking for every little thing that they can kind of, you know, talk about. Right. And most of the time, it's, it's really not. It's only a story because people are making it a story. And I get that's part of the media, right? I mean, they're, they're looking for stories and things to talk about, but sometimes I almost feel like it, it's pot stirring, it's stirring a pot, and it's unnecessary. And, you know, it is what it is. It's part of it. So that, that, that's that's my only thing about it. Again, other than that, I think it's, I think it's good for people and the fans especially to kind of get that inside look because I know that gets them exciting. You're talking about with the A-Alabama NIL. It makes you wonder, I mean, are they going to start doing some things for some of the A-Alabama members maybe with practice, right? Are they going to only, and you know, open? I don't know. We'll see. I, I think, I'm sure they've probably got some ideas. But with that being said, we're going to talk about that, really dive into what to expect from spring, continue to talk about the combine. But we need to take 
A quick timeout right here on the Miller's Edge. Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon, clouds gradually increasing, the high 55. Cloudy tonight, the chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 44. And tomorrow, cloudy with occasional rain during the day. Tomorrow's high at 56 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. On a Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge, Darius Rucker edition, as we like to call it here, as we do on Thursdays. Darius Rucker Thursday. <laughs> That's right. Hey, he, he, uh, he, he favorited the tweet last time you guys put it out on Todd 100.9 about the Darius Rucker Thursday. So he was, he was pleased. I don't know how much you got to listen to, but that's good. Uh, but again, we've been talking about the combine stuff, talking about spring ball opening up next week, which a lot of people are excited about. The new era here in Tuscaloosa Starting things off next week with spring ball. Noah says it's Wednesday. That's the first practice. Um, so, yeah, man, this last week of fourth quarter and, you know, that's the winter workouts, as you call it, then we're already back in the spring, which is crazy because I really feel like last week was like the national ch- – it really feels like last week we played Michigan. Then a couple right. days, you know, ago it feels like we play, uh, we watched the national championship game and we were already at spring ball. I mean, it's just crazy how time flies. But – before we go any further into football, which we'll talk plenty of, forgot to mention, you know, Alabama basketball came up with a big win last night over Ole Miss, uh, beating the Rebels 103-88 to on the road. I know Wyatt got to catch that game, so I'm sure he enjoyed that, uh, Alabama getting the victory there. Didn't enjoy getting back at 3 a.m. Oh, he got back at 3? Yeah. Oh, dang. That part, that part probably wasn't much fun, but at least we got the big victory, which um, was definitely an interesting game, man. I mean, it—, it it, it wasn't necessarily the prettiest, at least in the first half, but, um, man, they had had some guys, some, you know, I wouldn't say unfamiliar guys, but some uh, lesser recognized guys step up big in this game and uh, really help them get a victory. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch it last night, Dad, but did you get to see the game uh, with Alabama beating Ole Miss? Of course, young men, of course. What I do, what else does a 55-year-old man have to do on a uh, Wednesday night? <laughs> nah, but... Um, <laughs> Bible yeah, study, maybe? He's a pastor of pain, man. In, in Wednesday, Bible study night? <laughs> yeah, but my church don't do... Uh, my wife has Bible study on Wednesday. Then uh, we start Monday. Next Monday night, our men's group will be Monday nights. But anyway, nice. yeah, I saw the game. Uh, uh, oh, Miss, excuse me, jumped all over them uh, in the first half. But then Alabama been Alabama and doing what Alabama does. You know, they came back, started hitting threes and... Stormed back and took the lead, never really looked back. Um, Ole Miss like, made a little bit of a run. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a ho-hum game. It was a win. That's all you want to do on the road. They weren't overly impressive, if you ask me. Uh, I also watched the Tennessee game and saw how good they looked uh, as well. So yep. I'm looking forward to the big showdown this weekend, Tennessee-Alabama. Basically, the winner becomes first place. I think the winner of this game wins the SEC regular season, in my opinion, which I've said I think uh, Tennessee, in my opinion, is a better team, uh, even though I like Alabama, but the fact that they don't play defense. I mean, they win a game scoring 100, but they're giving up 88. I mean, yeah. you know, when you have a night that's off shooting a 
basketball is going to bite you in the rear, yep. um, in the derriere, so to speak. So, listen, <laughs> I uh, I like the team. I like what Nate Oates is doing. I think it was a great win because I know how hard it is to win on the road, whether it be basketball, football, whatever sport it may be. Um, but they get the win. Uh, you know, they look, look good at times, especially in the second half, end of the first half. But the defense is still to be desired. And here's the reality of it. If you don't play defense, especially college basketball, especially in the NCAA tournament, you're not going to last long. Because what's going to happen is kind of what they remind me what I when I watched Alabama Creighton a while back. A good basketball team that you're more athletic than, you're more talented than, but you got a veteran-oriented basketball team that's been around. They don't leave early. They don't don't have a bunch of transfer portal guys. You lose to teams like Creighton because this team is really, man, not consistent, especially on the defensive end. We know who they are offensively. But it, it, they remind me of the Buffalo Bills back in the day, Warren Moon and the Houston Oilers when we played them. I mean, teams that scored a lot of points. But, man, their defense was lacking. And when they played good teams, it cost them. That's why they couldn't win Super Bowls. So Alabama's basketball team, in my opinion, is in that same area. Look good. Hey, they're going to be fun. You know, you go to the game at Coleman, it's going to be great. They're going to drop some threes on you. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of good things happening on the offensive end. But defensively, you're going to go like, wow. And one thing I know about this game coming up, and I believe it was the last game, Tennessee, they, they probably defended Alabama better than anybody. And they can match up with Alabama on the defensive side. And, and, and they got scores as well. So they got bigs, they can dribble drive, they can you know, pick and pop, they can do all the different things offensively as well. So, uh, and they got some size that they, that they can cause some matchup problems. So I'm concerned. I like to win last night at Ole Miss. But I am concerned with this team against Tennessee. I, you know, I just don't know. I know it's at home, and you got to give them love. It's game day, so you know you're going to have that factor of the, the crowd and it being loud, and it's going to be tough early on, especially for Tennessee. But, man, Alabama just don't know how to play defense, or they don't have a desire to play defense. So that... That's my deal with them. I, I like them a lot offensively, man. They, they put up a stack on you, bro. A band, if you will. <laughs> they do that. I mean, they like to buck it up when it comes to offense, but defensively, uh, Yeah, and I know. I know they those made practice harder and guys wearing a Band-Aid on their eye. Listen, think, you think Nato's gave him a nice elbow? <laughs> uh, he probably did. But the thing is, you have to want to play defense. And right. I know... And as you know, the years that I played, and I played a lot of basketball even uh, playing against college because I got offers to play basketball at South Carolina and other Division One places. I love it. Um, but defense, man, you have, to, you have to want to play defense. And if you don't have a coach that's really – like when I look at Lamont Paris at South Carolina, they get to win in a close one on the road against Texas A&M last night. I mean, they play defense. Right, they make things hard for you. Right, they muddy up the game, man. They're gonna they're gonna value those possessions. They're gonna get in there. They're gonna bump. They're gonna grind. They're gonna put the body on you. They're gonna box out. You know what I mean? They, you're gonna take some hard fouls at times. They play defense. Now they're not explosive like Alabama offense. They don't have those kind of dudes that can 
just put it up there like that. I mean, they got a few of them, but they play defense. That's why I like them and how they do things. So Alabama, man, it just don't it seem to me that they don't have a desire. Well, I mean, that, that's what Coach Oates is trying to pull out of these guys. I mean, we keep hearing them talk about it. That's that's what they need. I feel like that and then just some better big man play really would uh, impact this basketball team in a positive way. Uh, I, I think they're missing that as well. But we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, what makes me feel better about this this game upcoming You know, against Tennessee, like you said, we're, we're in Coleman Coliseum, right? The, the atmospheres in Coleman these past few weeks, man, have been nothing short of electric. I mean, I've loved every bit of them. I've, I've been to pretty much every home game, right, especially the SEC ones. And I, when I tell you, man, I mean, the crowd has been doing their job. Now, I remember initially early on, I get it was, you know, non-conference games, whatnot. You know, the crowd was a little lacking in terms of energy and, and just that 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 atmosphere. But, man, these, these SEC home games, the crowd is doing their part, man. And they make it tough for these opposing teams. And they provide great motivation and influence on our team. So I'll be honest, I mean, that makes me feel a little bit better. But I am, like you, just kind of saying, hey, man, this is this is going to be a matchup where, I mean, we're going to have to really dig one out of the mud. And, you know, I look at, you know, when Auburn came here, that's kind of one of those matchups where, you know, they were playing well, but, you know, our, our environment, our guys were playing physical. They were playing with an edge, with an attitude. I think that's what you have to see out of Alabama basketball this weekend in order to, to get the job done, that type of attitude, like you said, because that's where it all starts, playing defense, right? It starts with attitude and grip. And so hopefully we, we see that out of these guys. But nonetheless, big win last night. Uh, Cosby, the freshman, stepping up. Right, so still, you know, injured with that head injury. Um, and, and definitely will help if they can get him back. I mean, you know, his shooting ability and his scoring ability is huge. But Mark Sears had a big game last night. Aaron Strada recorded a triple-double. Um, so, again, like you said, offense is not really a concern for Alabama basketball. It's just strictly defense. And if they can get that cleaned up, which, I mean, like you said, it's really a mindset – you know, I, I think that'll give them a chance. But uh, that, again, okay. until they run into that team. And Noah, real quick, we we do have post game sign from Nados, right? Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I, I want to hear some of that. Uh, I, you know, doesn't mean I'm sorry, Chris, to cut you off. But no, you're good. I was done. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, you look at again, 103 to 88. They give up 88 points, right? It looks good. You win by 15, right? Great. But. You look at a tale of two halves. I mean, you scored 39 in the first half and the 64, I believe it was, in the second half. So you had an offensive explosion in the second half, but your giving up is consistent. Your giving up is still 40-plus points per half. Right. Right? It's just kind of like, come on, dude. I mean, you got to play some defense. And then you have Grant Nelson, uh, the transfer. Uh, you know, he has been – Inconsistent again last night, not really much. Uh, you know, 10 points that's all you get from him. Uh, Sears had a big night, 26 points. Estrada, you mentioned triple dub with 18 points, 10 and 10. Uh, Griffin, who I like a lot, can shoot the three ball, yeah, he had 10 points. And then, uh, the guy that uh, really nobody was talking about a whole lot was Dosby, who probably playing because of right. So, uh, uh, he had 15. I mean, so that that was pretty much the game by. How you know Dosby Jr. Excuse me, Cosby yeah. Jr. was playing basketball last night, uh, enabling them to get the uh, triple dub. Excuse me, the win uh, in this ball game, and then you get that triple dub from Australia. So th those things are the difference in that basketball game. Listen, this need more consistent, but you can see they got guys that can give you double digits every night. That's one, two, three, four, five, six players uh, that give you double digits every single night. They can do that. I mean, 
But in the case with this basketball team is you got to be able to play defense. And when you're playing a team like Tennessee, good old Rocky Top. You don't like how I roll my arrows, the aura, as they say in page of the arrows in Rocky Top. They better be ready to play. But here's NATO's head coach last night after the win at the Pavilion down in Stock Vegas. Excuse me, that is Ole Miss. That's I old, right. hey, well, hold on. Is it I got Pavilion? it right, Ole Miss. It's Stark Vegas. Vegas. That's Mississippi State. It's Mississippi State, little nobody cares. It's Ole Miss. <laughs> Here's Nate right. Here we go. Come me, between media timeouts the last three of the first halves, from that under 12 to the half, we were under a point nine <laughs> every time. And I think we're under point nine for the first two of the second half. So those, those 20 minutes there, from the under 12 to the under 12, we were really good on defense. Now, I didn't close the game well. They, they lifted the free throw line too much, but offensively, you know, we were able to pull away from them. You know, I, I was super happy for, oh, shoot, I just realized, looking at the stats, I was about to say I'm super happy for Davin Cosby. He practiced really well. This kid's kept an unbelievable attitude all year, tried to get better and better on defense, and, and shoot, he right out. We needed him. You know, we had some other guys not playing particularly well. He stepped up. We needed all 15 of those points, and he was pretty good on defense, too. But I kept telling Aaron he's about bound to get a triple-double. I didn't realize he had one. 18, 10, and 10. That's uh, I'm super – I got a lot of guys I'm happy for. Mark Sears plays 40 minutes and has zero turnovers. Four assists, zero turnovers. Aaron Estrada, 10 assists, one turnover. Like, like we did a great job taking care of the ball. We 25 assists, eight turnovers, pretty good game. You've done this more. Head basketball coach Nate Oates of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Again, Ole Miss held a 14-point lead in the first half and blew all of that. Alabama catching fire, uh, especially late in the second half and going on into the second half and uh, never really looked back in this basketball game. But yet giving up 88 points is still a lot. And to me, I love what Nate Oates was saying uh, about certain players. But at the end of the day, you better be able to uh, – play some defense. 205-342-9904 is the number to the program. Don't forget, free download Tide 100.9. And if you can click that button for me, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. But um, they will be ready to rock and roll. I appreciate it. Good, sir. Uh, But a win. A win is a win. I'm never going to be that guy. Y'all can call me a lot of different things, but I'm never going (laughs) to be that person that's going to say, hey, you know what? It was an ugly win. Win is a win. I don't. You yeah, sure don't about that? I'm tired. Yeah, I don't. And when it comes to winning and losing, what the column that matters? Dub versus the L. Uh, Where you at? No, I, I don't care. Almost won or almost lost. I don't care. You win the game. We got you win the game. I right, just get to the app messages, Mister Noah, the best reader in all of Alabama. Noah, take it away. Uh, yeah, we just had a quick app message from uh, Tuchex. He says, talking about uh, the upcoming game and how the uh, sort of uh, Coliseum's going to be, he said, we'll be good. Coleman will be rocking Saturday. So he's going to be playing it up. Yeah, well, he, he, he better be. He better be doing his job. He's the it's DJ. It's his job to get yeah, him rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's his job. Yeah, he, so he better get him rocking and roll. He better have his <laughs> playlist ready because they need it. He got game day. And then, if, correct me if I'm wrong, this is pretty much set up because I think Tennessee now is kind of like splitting that, that lead with Alabama. Uh, is, are, are, they tied for first place. Yeah, they're tied. So pretty much this weekend is kind of like battle for, you know, the I guess winning the SEC, right? Pretty much. This is this is well. I mean, it's not a lot. It's not I mean, a lot. It's not a lot. But I mean, confetti 
dropping down the, from the Raptors. But if you're Alabama, you win this game, you are in the driver's seat because now you have that head-to-head, I believe. Well, Tennessee beat them the first time, right? Yeah, but, I, yeah, but, that, but the, like basically I think it boils down to well, the, I think they're Tennessee splitting right now. now. holds the tiebreaker, but if Alabama wins, see, now you're splitting here. So it could come down the stretch. I mean, and Tennessee has a tough, tough final three, four games. Their, their schedule is more difficult than Alabama. So, uh, nonetheless, it is a huge game. And two checks who is a DJ for uh, the basketball games. I mean, I don't know what – do they give him a playlist or do you, do you create your own playlist? I mean, are you going to be playing them boring songs? I mean, like the school songs? No. You know it's basketball. Them brothers be wanting to hear some some drip, let you it know, rip, I know who drip. you're talking to. That dude is playing he, – he, he, he mixes it up. Because you also have to remember that it's – a family atmosphere. There's also older folks that that want to still hear YMCA. Man, stay home of yo. Man, look here. He said, like, but you look. <laughs> I'm just telling you how it works. Like, you, you definitely want to play the, you know, ski yees and all the, the new Let, songs no, that that are going to get people. No, give me a little something, something like you know, they, like you, you got to you got to play like the hit songs, like you know, you know, like, well, yay. He just dropped song. the new the carnival song that everybody's kind of playing, like stuff like that. I get the student section hype, but you also have to play the YMCA. You got to play, you know. Uh, black. Oh, uh, what is it? Is it not? Nah, is it Black Eyed Peas? What was it? I mean, they they irrelevant. When, but dude, I'm talking about the older, like mainstream kind of family oriented songs. You have to still play some of those. But he plays a lot of kind of uh, like house music, not house, but you know, like the techno kind of like Sandstorm. Maybe not Sandstorm, but oh, like Red Nation, like you know, uh, Seven Nation Army, White Stripes. Like, he'll play some of that. Look, <laughs> look you got to play a couple of those in between. I got a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to play a couple of those in between. You you have to you have to appease everybody. But he does a good job of mixing up. Now, he, he, he look, he, he's a DJ, so he, but that's a, but he that's knows a how good, to read the room. A, yeah, he's great. But I'm saying, that's the... Yes, sir. There we go. Yeah. See, like, hey. like that's hey. something that, you you know what I'm saying, the younger, hey. younger guys are going to get a little more excited about. But, 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 but here's you, the though. thing, though. The students are the ones that keep it rocking. If you go to Dean's Dome or you go down to... to uh, Crimson Chaos K, is what they call them, I think. You know, you go down to Duke. I mean, you, you got to have the students, like the football games, right? Alabama used to be one of the most boringest 105,000 I ever seen in my life because the music was absolutely... Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, what? What did you say? Yeah, music was bad. Wait, where? Hold Man, on. Go I, 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 had, I got a notification. Go Hold Carolina. on. Wait, 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 wait. Say what you said. I, I missed what you said. Alabama's game day atmosphere when it came to music and football was terrible because they played hmm. a whack song, and we know you got to appease the students. The students are the one that's going to be loud. The, the, the Alabama fans are going to sit on their hands. They done won 18, all these champions. They get so accustomed and I remember even when when I went to the national championship down in Tampa when they played Clemson. Clemson outnumbered them greatly because they thought they were just going to show up and win. Them people were loud. They were playing hip-hop. That's what them kids want to hear. That's what them students is all about. You go in there playing so Wait, you had like it was a home you know, game for them. What do you mean they were playing hip-hop? You talking about well, a tailgater in the stadium? Well, what are you talking about? Well, they were about? playing some good music on their side. That's all I know. There you go, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> you better hey. If I was coaching, that's what I have, because I know that's what the boys want. <laughs> Listen, and if it's going to get them hype, it's going to get them turned up, 
that's what needs to be played. That's yeah, all that, I'm and, and and he plays a lot of that. But what I'm I also know, saying is you, you can't you can't you can't the whole time just go hip hop the whole time. But if it's just like a time because the, the, the older fans are going by, turn this crap off. You know what I'm saying? If it's you just a timeout, then you can play. You know something like uh, YMCA or. That or, or they, um, they 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 also like last to hear, uh, dance, last dance for uh, you know. Mm. Let them play have a little fun with that. No, no, that's no, like no, doing no, a no, TV but, time. No, out. what's the other one? Uh, like uh, not not Ozzy Osbourne, but uh, oh, Thunderstruck. I think they like that one too. There's one that they they have a chant to. Right, play no, this what, is this a lullaby? What is this? No, nope. <laughs> this is what music the older people want to hear. Oh yeah, I was about right, to say. This, yeah, I'm about to go to nap time. This, this is the Alabama Crimson Tide doing the timeout. <laughs> hey, Johnny. This is a hey, good sleep go playlist. I need, to, I need to add this to my sleep playlist when did I go you, to bed. And um, yeah, what'd you shoot on 16? No, but look here. It did sound kind of PGA-ish. But no, but listen, listen, listen. But, Coach, you know, Coach Cock, he actually took took over because that's funny you say that. I'm not going to lie. Back in, uh, you know I'm when right. was it? I'm not listening. No, 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 I'm not saying it was boring. It was not. But I, I agree. What? We, we could use a little more juice in terms of like music choice because we got you know we, all of us from. Baby shark, da, 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 oh, yeah. Hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we ain't trying. All right, the nursery kids they gonna have to you know put up with anything. We we ain't, we ain't appeasing to them. But no, but cock. So we had told them we we're like, man, we kind of need some some music kind of get us going sometimes. So that's when if if people remember. They started playing that dun na 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 na. It's yeah, down, down for my but no, you got a clean version now. We can't be dropping the N word on the show. So let's but let's, that's but down that's for my hitters. Now. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. Don't, don't type in the N word, Noah. I don't even know. I, I give you the, no. I don't even. I, I don't think I can give you the pass to even type the word. Let's not do that. Let's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that we're, 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 <laughs> just no, kidding. that song was I'm the only kidding. thing y'all was playing. No, no, well, well, that, no, then they started playing Mo Bamba a little bit. The student section, dude, the frat guys love Mo Bamba. Come on, man. You've never seen the Drewski skit? Well, you don't follow Drewski, but. Do we have that song, My Hitters? Wait, wait, yeah, yeah Down for My Hitters. It's, uh, but so my, my thing is this, so. There you go. There you go. Uh-huh. See, that, 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 you know. Co- Third and, and, down is seven you, at the Crimson Tide's 47. That was lit. You, you got to admit, that yeah. was good. But here, look, listen, at football games, they don't play a whole bunch anyway. Right, it's different than basketball. Basketball, there's a lot more music being played. The other thing was, you know, our, we had a few of my teammates. They made a song, and they actually used to play in the stadium. Now Noah's looking at me like, "How the hell do I find this? I want to play this." I'll be honest with you. I don't know where it was on SoundCloud a while ago. It was Tony oh, Brown. It was Tony no, Brown. Tony Brown made that song. Definitely not. Tony Brown, Anthony, was Johnny Dwight on there? Ah, I can't remember, but it it was a. Uh, Ah, I can't remember, but it was like it became our little theme song. It was it, and, and Cock got them to play what it was in the, the stadium. Name of it? I can't remember. I just know Anthony's part was like, "I'm a savage, three three a savage" or something. I don't know. So but, about uh, themselves. You said what? <laughs> so about themselves then? Well, I mean, but, well, they didn't. Int- they they weren't intentionally making it for the stadium. Like I think it came about like, you know, we were bored, got done, you know, after you know, I think it was during the summer. You know, dudes were, were bored after you know conditioning and stuff, and like, shoot, let's make it, let's make a song. Yeah, let's do some more. So they, they made, ahead, they made some music. No, no, so, so, the, um, no, no. I get, mean, we ain't got nothing else to talk. I mean, we just having no, fun. No, no, but my point is this: is getting out of the weeds. But the thing is, like, <laughs> when you got college day. game day, right? My point is with Alabama basketball or any sport. When you're talking about taking advantage of home field advantage, it's about the students. 
No, we've been sitting there talking about court storming and should we have it, should we not, should we ban it? Well, that's the students. No old people are not running on the court. You don't see Grandpa Bill out there with the cane trying to get out there. It's the students, right? Students is the ones that set the atmosphere on blaze. And if your student section isn't rocking, and Alabama's got a beautiful statement. It's kind of big, right? And it's almost too big because it's not as loud as it should be. Now, last year, to their credit, Nick Saban challenged the, the, the fan base, and they yeah, showed it, They up. brought it last and year. And I got to give them credit for that. But I think the music, it's like anything, man. Music, music can make you feel sad, right? We can sit here, and Noah can play something, you know, that's country, that's about, you know, my wife left me, my truck broke down, my dog pooped on the floor, and I can't find him. You know, you can, you can find a, some country song that controls those emotions. Or... In the gospel church. Well, right? hold on. Maybe, maybe a little Brantley Gilbert. I mean, I can find some. I'm just saying, you can maybe. find music to control whatever emotion you want to, to be. If I want in the church, I want the people to shout when I'm preaching a message that give them a little bit of hallelujah in them, right? So the, the music folk, they know how to turn it up a little bit, right? Because music is used for that. Sports, the same thing, right? right? If, I, if I'm on the field playing defense, especially because defense is more emotional than offense, and it's third something, and, and that DJ starts hitting something, man, that I know that I like to rock with, and I know my, my, my boys love it, the sideline going crazy, we going crazy, it's going to push an emotion. It's going to give me that extra umph, and along with the student section. I'm just saying, for Alabama this, this Saturday, two checks going to be on this game because he knows. He knows that student section got to be pushed. So I bet you he plays more of what you and Noah listen to, because I don't listen to all that, but what you and Noah listen to and those students and those players because Coleman Coliseum, all 10, 12,000, whatever it seats, need to be lit. And if it's not lit, if it's not a problem for the, the opposing team, why have a home court advantage? Bro, That's all I'm they, saying. He, he, trust me, he's going to play with what he needs to play. Well, I'm not worried about two checks. Two checks is good. I'm not talking, this has nothing to do with two checks per se. I'm just saying of the whole situation. And right. you keep saying, well, the old people. No, 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 no. What, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm telling, what I'm telling you is you I know, how, I know how this works. Like, I've we talked. need the young people to get your tickets to some students and let them go put Bruh. this thing on blade so we can win this SEC championship. Are you being, a, what, what is it called, ageist? What is it called? He's being ageist, ageist right yeah. now. Is that even a term? You're being ageist right now. First of all. No, you don't call me atheist because that's a lie. No, I said ageist. ageist. Like you like you being racist towards old folks. Look, they can come to the I game. I love old people, if they but can, old people sometimes have their place. And if I need their ticket, I need them listen, to stay home and watch listen, it on TV. They listen, gotta worry about listen, the bathroom. listen. You haven't been None to a that. basketball game, so let me speak on it. I've been to them. They've been I doing they've been doing their, that's last year. Talking about this year. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Noah. He's being an ageist. They can come to the game if they can if they're if their their poor little vocal cords allow them, they'll be able to cheer. And if not, it's okay because the student section, everybody else has been doing a job. Look, everybody that I've sat to sat next to in these last few games have been so freaking loud. It's been getting on my nerves. I've been sitting around people that are like screaming and shouting. I'm not used to all that. But so my point is, people are doing their job. You, so you, you just. So you stay in little old Columbia. You you let us handle this. Well, uh, Columbia's bigger than Tuscaloosa, by the way. It's a figure of speech. They don't mean it's a li- you don't th- <laughs> You're right. Tell, telling the guy that grew up there his whole life. Like, I just forgot. That you, might have, didn't, you probably didn't read the census. Really? 
I got a whole master's degree, bro. If you don't think I can figure out the, the size of Columbia, can ageist. Thank you. No, I'm a, that's I'm a that's what I'm gonna start calling. He's an ageist, even though he's he's getting up there close to a senior. I bet there are a lot of ages out there that agree with me. Like, no, I I, look, I'm not saying obviously younger folks are going to have more energy. I mean, that's not rocket science, but I'm saying like you can't be an ageist and say okay, if you're over the age of 65, you can't come to the basketball game because you're too you're not you're not loud enough. Are you just are you going to have a loud meter? For when they walk through the doors and say, hey, if you're over 65, you got to scream into this and we're going to measure the decibels. You must be this decibels. loud to ride. Yeah, yeah, you must be, like, have a decibel reader and make anybody over 65 scream into the decibel meter and judge it and see if, if they're... If I wasn't preaching said, I would be, I would come to the game. That's cat. You ain't and, coming uh, to no game down but here. But, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, <laughs> we got to hit a break real quick. But yeah, we from, do. From a short little thing, though, well, uh, there's a preacher doing New Year's Eve that plays some contemporary world music and brought the Christian people giving him the business. What is contemporary world music? I call it just, just worldly music. It's my mama. Worldly music? Anything that's not Christian, we call it worldly music. Worldly music, really? People in the world basically say they're saying people that's like not a Christian, that's unsaved. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, music. but I mean, what, I mean, I, it's, well, it's not, not cussing or got no bad message, bro. I mean, it, I agree with you, but the thing is, I forget the name of the song because I don't listen to the music. Which I, can I can't Google. talk. I, I got to clean up my mouth. But I'm just, come on now. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> music controls the atmosphere, right? There's right. a reason when they play, play another slow jam. This time make it sweet. Another slow jam. That ain't no, uh, that's we're going to go ahead and do the MC Hammer dance. That's worldly that means music. you're going to you grab your girl that. by the, around her, uh, you know, hips. Whoa. And they're going to dance with a slow they call it slow dragon, right? And y'all was telling me about mushing, cushion, or something. People a mosh pit, whatever it is. I mean, right? Music controls the emotion. I'm just saying this: if Alabama wins this game against Tennessee in basketball Saturday at Coleman, that crowd needs to be lit. And if you're too old and you're gonna complain about the music, just stay home. Give your ticket away to somebody. <laughs> That could make a difference because they're going to need the crowd because Tennessee's good. Quick timeout, 205-342-9904. Stephen M. Smith, uh, the second hour of the program. We'll talk all things Bama with him. Uh, we got that coming up. And, of course, uh, we'll take some calls, too, whatever you want to do. Inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. It's the TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show on Friday morning at 9. Adam Abid from Fox Sports will join us. Also, the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. And we'll talk about the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference tournament going on right here at Stillman College. We'll have the discussion with the commissioner coming up on Friday. And, of course, that great music gets you ready for the weekend. The TGIF edition of the Gary Harris Show, Friday morning. Real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Oh, you're that sleep where I'm lit right now, man. Get up. What? Get up. What? Boy, get up because I'm so lit right now. That's what's got to happen on Saturday. Reese Davis and the gang, Jay Billis, 
Jason Williams, on the boys, probably getting in town tomorrow. I should text Jay, have him on. Uh, he's pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, big game for Bama. We need that mix. Right now, I'm going to toss it to the man, the myth, the legend. And it's not Noah from the Bible. It's Noah from Tide 100. Take it away. Uh, that's right. That's right. So as, as the people know, I'm one of the, I think, the best reader in all of Alabama, West Alabama, whatever you want to say. <laughs> all of the state of Alabama. All of the state of Alabama. So I was, I was doing a little reading lately, and I wanted to, uh, recently, and I wanted to share it with the folks. Because you hear all these people talk about, especially the game last night, the basketball game, talk about mm -hmm. a tale of two halves. Yeah. And that sort of phrase comes from the popular book novel by Charles Dixon, Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities. So uh, I wanted to read you a little passage of that because I was reading it. I was, like, I was like, I've never read this book. Let me read it a little bit. So uh, let me, uh, uh, you may recognize some of the words here. And it may, uh, you know, it may make uh, our pastor of pain have some thoughts as well. But let me, let me, let me set the mood a little bit. Okay. Ooh. I'm excited. It was the best of times. <laughs> it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. Mm. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. Ooh. In short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison. Oh. Wow. Mm. That was powerful. Wow. I'll be honest with you, I caught maybe every other thing you said, but that was that was powerful. And I that the great choice of a bed music, you know, for music right there as you read. That was impressive though. Thank you, thank you. I want I want to just educate our audience a little bit. So, so whenever you say a tale of two halves, that is what that is referencing. So it came from your poetic efforts right there. Thank that you. was That is absolutely freaking amazing. A tale of two halves. And, and, and I love how he, on the fly, he cut out the word hell for you. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. If they, no, that's no, a direct. No, they they don't real. say it in the oh, passage. They don't say it. They oh. say going direct the other way. Oh, wow. Well, I, I thought you be, improvised uh, right there. Uh, another way you could say Hades, H-A-D-E-S. I just say hell. It's okay. Just call it straight. <laughs> They're going straight to hell. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. Right. We're cleared okay. for that one. I mean, I, I use all type of language. That probably shouldn't. But, um. That was that was impressive, Noah. Thank you. For well, that. I mean, when you're talking about a a tale of two halves, I mean, Alabama the first half was that right down by 14. Like, yeah. did they even did they even get off the bus? <laughs> you're right. And then all of a sudden, a light switch goes on, and then you know things changed. The winter of despair, the spring of hope. The winter the of spring. Despair. See, I like that. I might use that in my sermon. The spring. Of hope, right? I like that because we're talking about in sports. Do we have optimism on the show for once? Coming from the pastor of paint. Well, when it comes to the Lord, I'm very optimistic. What? <laughs> <laughs> now you talk about all this other foolishness. I don't. No, no. Oh I my! Just, okay, here listen. we go. Here we go. Oh, he's about he's about to start spiraling. Oh crap! Of hope. I'm just saying. Speaking of next week, <laughs> it's spring. It's winter of it's spring is coming. Football practice. So all of these naysayers, all of these lakes. You. <coughs> Lanks. <coughs> you. <coughs> Y'all got spring practice coming next week. And the fact that they're going to allow the media to watch Wednesday's practice, now I don't think it's going to be that way always. Uh, I'm no, not I, sure. I think it's, if you if you listen or, or read, I think it said select. I think so there'll probably be several. I don't think it's right. every if practice. If it's just Wednesday and you're out there in, in, in socks, jocks, and T-shirts, who cares? But 
but speaking a spring of hope. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be all right. Now, Noah is the best reader in town. I'm the best pastor in radio. Mm. Are you? And what I would like to say to you is that all things are going to work together for good for the Crimson Tide. I know people like myself, you get caught up into somebody that's been long-standing, and I've been sitting in this pew for all of these years like Nick Saban was sitting on the pew of the Alabama sidelines. 17 years of just great gospel preaching football playing. Mm. And you can get so accustomed and used and stagnant to winning, and then all of a sudden, a famine comes to town, and there was a famine one day before a meeting when Nick Saban says, I'm done. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of doubt, and I'm sure there was a lot of worry. I'm sure there was a lot of concern, rightfully so. But Alabama fans, as the, the pastor of radio. Pessimist. <laughs> Pessimism. The spring of hope is in Kalen DeBoer. Your spring of hope is in a man that took NAIA by storm. A man that took Fresno by storm. A man that went to Washington, went down to Seattle to the market and was catching fish with his pinky. But he can call up some plays and he lost three games, including the national championship game. Your spring of hope is in one Kalen DeBoer. And that will be on display for you starting Wednesday. Every media, every pundit, every podcast, it don't matter because it seems like Alabama can care less anymore. Come down to Mad Moore, set up your computer <laughs> and your microphones, and, and you have got street credibility with Caleb DeBoer and everybody at Alabama now. And so is the media. Come on to practice. It don't matter. It don't matter. We might tell you if so-and-so gets hurt that normally that you would change Nick Saban would, how dare you let somebody write an article about how somebody's playing or how somebody pulled a hamstring or how Johnny can't throw a dig route. Oh, I'm sorry, because most media probably don't know what a dig route is. But your spring of hope, as Noah so eloquently said, your spring of hope, it lies in Kalen the ball. So the question is, will he be able to take the gospel of SEC football and apply it to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Well, we don't know yet, but Hope says it's going to be all right. Hope says we're going to see the same results that he saw at the NIA level. Hope says that what he did in the Pac-12, he's going to do it in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's going to be all right. So as your pastor of radio, hold on. As my mom and daddy would say, to God's unchanging hand, Alabama football going to be all right. So I know tradition is a lot, but not tradition has been broken. Media come to practice, podcasts coming inside Melbourne. Things have changed. We just pray that it's for the good. We'll be back with Stephen M. Smith, the deacon of Alabama Media, joins us next.
WTBC Tuscaloosa and W.com code 800 for an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. Love it or return it for free. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com code 800. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon. Clouds gradually increasing the high 55. Cloudy tonight. The chance of some light rain after midnight. The low 44. And tomorrow cloudy with occasional rain during the day. Tomorrow's high at 56 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. 76er star Joel Embiid said he still hopes he can come back this season as he recovers from a knee injury. Embiid added, it doesn't matter where the team is at. If he can play, he will play. ESPN reports the Hornets are hiring Nets executive Jeff Peterson to be their head of basketball operations. NFL executive Troy Vincent said there's no support within the league's competition committee to ban the tush push. Commander's owner Josh Harris has been involved in interviews as Washington meets with the top quarterbacks at the Combine. The U.S. House passed legislation allowing the city of Washington, D.C. to redevelop the RFK Stadium site, the first step in a potential return to the district for the commanders the bill needs to pass in the senate and sny reports the jets believe former receiver mccall hardman leaked game plans to opponents last season this is miller's edge on tide 100.9 and welcome back. The Middle's Edge, right here on the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah, hanging out here with you the next hour. Uh, a lot of stuff to, to get into, of course, a lot of good conversations. I like those offbeat conversations a lot of, of times because, really, it makes people think about even the music and how much that really means. And, Christian, you're talking about when you played, and I talked about being there, how I thought Alabama's thing was boring at times and how they changed that I think they changed a lot this past season uh, because they know that these kids, that stuff is important. That's why recruiting has changed. That's why you got to do things differently. That's why coaches are taking pictures with, with other coaches everywhere they go. I mean, it's like you never used to see this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening uh, to football. Now, real quick before we get out uh, to Stephen Smith is this. Uh, Chris, you mentioned about the practice and the media. You know, I've been bringing this up for the last couple of weeks. I wonder what that's going to look like because I knew – Nick Saban did not like. Well, after, know, remember, after COVID. Now, they used to, that's how me and Steven well, got to know each other. Well, they used to get 10 minutes so well. of pre practice. I mean, that was kind of standard. I mean, is, isn't that what he means by opening practice up? Or you think they're going to be out? I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, they didn't define what I was asking. No, I don't know for sure what I, is. I the, think it's like pre practice, like it was. I don't think it's going to be like they're going to be the whole time or not. That, that's wild, right? But they may, may, may do it for just Wednesday. I mean, if it's just. Oh, like, they, like one, oh, one whole open practice might be. Right, saying, like, okay, okay. Right, when they're not going to be doing nothing but doing drills. Right, right, much. right. So my, my whole thing is this. This is my, my thoughts with it. I don't think the media should be invited to practice mm. because that's your space, right? It's your space. And in this world, especially today, right, you don't want people out there with their phones, their different things. I mean, so and so, because one of the things we know in that locker room, we always talk about the sanctity of the locker room, right? Somebody gets hurt or gimpied. I mean, Coach Saban and many other coaches, but they don't want that stuff out. 
Right. Right. They don't want other teams to know that uh, so and so got hit on the elbow in practice or so and so got hurt in practice. And now if you let people inside that that stadium to watch your practice, well they going everybody's going to know. I mean, we already got enough snitches that's on teams <laughs> now. Correct. Right? We got snitches and programs that that are saying stuff that they shouldn't be saying or be a relationship outside the program that's telling people already. So you got enough snitches. Right. So now you're going to let media, and I've worked in it for the last 25 years, but I also, and I, and I had to kind of say this to people at times, right? Even though I, when I was a sports director at Fox to working for ESPN to, you know, doing Fox New York to MSG, Madison Square Garden, doing the Jets and Giants Journal TV show, right? I'm always going to be or relate to players and coaches in the locker room. Correct. That's that's going. That's never going to change, right? That's why when I was at the TV station here at Fox, I could have broke tons of stories. I could have broke so many different things that I chose not to. Correct. I just talked about it when it happened because I don't care if somebody on X down says so and so and so and so was first. A lot of people, that's their like big thing, right? Or we were first. Or I'm first. And this is that. Who gives a crap, right? I, I don't care about that. Right, but I Same know with the, me here. I know, but I know, <laughs> I know in the media world, though, this stuff is important to them. Right. Right? But that's why, you know, yes, there's always Chris Lowe, to the Pete Thamos, to blah, 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 whoever. They got it first. Right? It's about who can get something first. And, and they'll go dig and, and build fake relationships to do whatever they got to do. But my point is, I wouldn't want media in my practice. Cause I, and I think Barry and Wimp, when I listened to them a little bit this morning, probably feel the same way because they're coaches. And I know how coaches think. They're different than media. Well, just not think about Coach Saban. No, you're 100% right. Think right. about him. It's not even so much about over-reporting stuff. It's also, think about all the questions. They, and they weren't even at practice or allowed at practice, but just by what they would see like during like the questions they would ask. You know, how, where's this guy on the depth chart? Where, and, and it used to piss Coach Saban off. It drove him nuts. Like half the time they'd be asking about stuff that's irrelevant or things that's not, it almost is like stirring the pot or creating narratives that, that he don't really want to create because there's not a narrative, right? Or they would be anointing somebody. And think about how many times they'd ask Coach Saban about somebody. He'd be like, who said that? Who said that guy's supposed to be playing? Who said that guy? Like, you see what I'm saying? That's so if, like, if you want to know why he didn't like media at practice, I mean, your answer's right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> know that because, I mean, and I've, I've sat coaches and talked with them, and, and I heard what they said about media. I, I, I get all of this. Right. Right, so, but when I talked to them when I was working in the media, I said, man, this is what it is. I got to do my job, but I'm never going to put you on front street. Right? Exactly. I'm never going to put you on blast. I'm never going to, and even as a former player like here at South Carolina, I, I go to practice like you go to Alabama practice, right? I'm in the locker room. I'm, I know everything that's going on. Exactly. Right? But I'm not going to get on the radio and say what's going on. And the coaches know that, and they're comfortable with that. Thanks. So it's shocking to me if, in fact, Kalen DeBoer allows the media for more than just to say, hey, here's your welcome. Kind of come to practice Wednesday. Who cares? We're in socks, jocks, and T-shirts. We're just throwing a ball around. And what's going to happen is everybody going to – and we got Stephen Smith coming up. He's on hold, and I'm, I'm going to get a quick break before I go to him. Whatever we need to do, Noah, there. But my point is, um, he's a media guy. That's great for them because they can, you know, they're doing a story on said player. They can get the cameras and have their photogs, video, and blah, blah, blah. They can talk to whoever they want to talk to. They don't. To, to right. me, media is about 
stories. Right. Right. And the problem that I have today, and people get mad at me now, so I'm negative because I don't ever think whether you're a fan of a team or whatever, but media should be still biased, yet people know who you pull for. People know who you want. You know, and I worked in a local radio. I get all that. But like, but I, I don't have the personality to do what I do. This is me to sunshine pump everything and, and then bring in guests that's going to support everything that I want them to say and everything to, to appeal to the fan base. I think the fan base, for what, what I got for the 25 years doing drive time radio was, yeah, it might sound hard, but at least you know you're going to get it real. Right, you're gonna get it the way he really feels and thinks, whatever. But that's just kind of how I think. So when I see too much slanted one side, I don't like it. So to 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 end this conversation to let Stephen talk about it, it's the fact that guys get paid money for sites. Guys get paid money for different things in media now, right? They get paid for likes, this and that, so subscribes on YouTube. That's how they make their money. So if they can get in and get these, I get it. And, and I ain't, ain't, ain't going to play a watch or pocket watch or hate, but, but I don't have to like it. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get out to the guest line, my man, Stephen M. Smith. <clears throat> when you're talking about media, when you're talking about the man that gets it, he's on all sorts of platforms when it comes to Alabama football, whether it be YouTube, Alabama Standard, and his own words, T-Down Alabama, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. He's got it all going on. Stephen, good day to you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Doing great, guys. Doing fantastic. <laughs> and I, I was I was enjoying it. I was really enjoying the banter, Corey, between you and Christian about how Coach Saban handled things in the media versus what we're going to see from Kang and DeBoer. And one of yeah. the things that I picked up from Coach Saban was uh, I would base my questions uh, on the mood Coach Saban was in when he came off the practice field. Smart. <laughs> if Coach Saban came in the room uh, madder than a hornet's nest, clothes and sweat, looking very irritable, I would direct my question to something that he can answer, not just logically, but would bring some, some joy to him. Right. Now, if he came in the room happy, kind of jovial, good damn practice, cracking jokes, then I would transition to a different question. So, for me, one of the things that I've learned in this business is you got to be able to read the room, read how that coach is feeling, truly feeling, before you come up with that question. No doubt. That's, the, that's really good. So when you, uh, you make an enlightenment more, so what is, is it going to be Kalen DeBoer allows media every week to see like a pre-practice, just a warming up part of it? Like y'all used it, to do? Yeah. So what, what is the, what is the, what, what's what, the availability? Right, what are y'all getting from that? So right now, so right now we're getting three spring practices right now. We're, we're getting three spring practices right now. Will there be more added? We'll see. Uh, how Coach DeBoer's going to like it done. But right now, the media's been allowed three. How it will look like, we will we will see that first one is March 6th. So when we go in there on March 6th, we'll see what the setup's going to be, how Coach DeBoer is going to have things situated and handled, how the athletics department's going to have it handled. But as of right now, they're allowing three for the media. And, and is that like the entirety of practice, or, Stephen, is it like kind of like the you know indie period like you used to come watch us when I was there? It, it, it's, it's going it's to be indie period. It's not, it's not going to be any 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's not going to be any 11-on-11. Eleven eleven. It's not going to be offense versus defense. So it'll kind of be basically, Christian, when you were there, what we got to see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Because yeah. I think indie period is just... 
because you know what happened, Stephen, and, and you, you know, doing sites and everything, because what I had for my TV people was I was sending photons out to practice. I never went to practice, but I would send them out there because if I wanted to do a story or talk about something in one of my shows, right, about a player and why this player going to be very instrumental in this game this week. So I had them do, you know, shots and warming up. Talk, you get know what I mean? B-roll. Right, so we get a bunch of B-roll for those players, uh, but not so much for anything else. I, I just don't like the fact that you had all some people, Stephen, and, and I know you don't do this, but they're going to try to make stories out of people, how they're throwing the football in warm-ups and just doing, you know, pat and goes, what they call, you know, with the receivers. Those are things I, I kind of like get annoyed by, like, how can you even judge something or write something about just the pre-practice? It's all just warm-up, you know what I mean? Right, right. and, and that, I think that's the biggest thing with uh, Coach DeBoer and his tenure starting the spring is uh, building that trust between uh, the media and him, him and the media, and this entire Alabama program as a whole. Coach Saban, during his 17 years, he was the type of media I know you got a job, but I got to keep you at arm's length because I'm protecting the brand, I'm protecting these players, I'm protecting my coaching staff because I got a job to do here. And I fully respect and understood exactly what Coach Saban was doing you know, with that because some people overstep boundaries, some people overstep protocols. So Coach DeBoer is that trust factor of how can we build this. We don't know necessarily how this is going to look or how this is going to go. But this is kind of a, a trust-building moment here between Coach DeBoer and the media. Well, if I had any advice for any media that, that will be attending, it, it would be a couple things. One, like you said, if you're trying to build trust, you know, make sure you know, you're know you being respectful of the program and the practices, the players especially, you know. And, and two, uh, and don't just go out there trying to find, you know, clickbait titles or stirring pot narratives. That kind of stuff, because that's, I'm telling you, cause that, that will rub them the wrong way very fast. In three, like I was talking about with Coach Saban, when, y'all are, when people are doing interviews, man, coaches respect nothing more than when people are asking questions that, that you know, shows they have an appreciation and understanding of kind of, you know, the game itself or what they're doing. I think that that's my biggest thing. A lot of the time, and, and that's not everybody, like you're somebody, you study the game, you know, you, you're really involved, you understand uh, at great lengths, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people that cover sports or cover football that know nothing about it. And I, I'm just being transparent because as a player who used to, you know, be getting interviewed, one of the, the fastest way to, to get on my nerves is to start. Somebody's asking me a question that just makes no sense, or like it, they, I can just tell, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, what, what what does it have to do with anything? And so at that, then that's how Coach Saban was. That's why I was saying earlier, like. I preface this whole you know segment talking about if you listen to Coach Saban's responses, right? Listen to how he responds to a guy like Cole Kublik when Cole asks him, you know, hey, you know, you're getting this type of look. They're they're bringing heavy pressure. That you know, now I get it. Cole played the game, and so it's a little bit different. He's going to have a deeper understanding. But I would urge a lot of people in the media to study and learn, learn about different coverages, right? I mean, it's your job. You're covering it. Don't just cover what a guy looks like and what other people are saying about him or what his recruiting profile said. Learn what coverages are. Learn about the different fronts. Learn about different pat, uh, passing patterns, right? I, I'm telling you, you'll earn so much more respect. With that being said, Stephen, and I'm not giving you a lecture by any means, I promise. I'm just speaking in general. I'm not, I'm not talking to you I mean, <laughs> at all. <laughs> I promise I'm not, talk, I'm not talking to you. You, you. you do everything the right way. We, we appreciate you. But, no, I, I will say this. With, it, with spring ball coming up next week, now, what are you most excited about? Obviously, the media you know, having some availability. That's probably first and foremost. But 
What are you most excited for or most looking forward to in that first practice that you get to go out there? I, I, what, I'm most, what I'm most looking forward, what I'm most looking forward to, Christian, is just being back out there again. Number one, yeah, I mean, we yeah. haven't been back out there since COVID, so yeah. it's been about what three, four years. So just being back out there again, just just to see that, and then and then I guess getting more into the meat and potatoes here, I, I kind of want to see Coach Kane Womack and this entire scheme and, and how is that start of it? How can that look? go in this 4-2-5, and the different players that have are, are getting the understanding of the terminology, the, the word jargon, and how is that going to look? And then, you know, offensively, I kind of want to see, you know, who kind of takes those steps to be that number one wide receiver. Yeah. You know, Alabama has had that in a few years here, so could it be a Kobe Prentice? Could it be a Kendrick Law? Could it be the, the, the Jeremy uh, Bernard for transfer from Washington? Could it be a Jalen Hale? You know, we, we, Ryan Williams will not get on the campus until summer. So right now in the spring, uh, you know, who's the guy that can step up and be the, that number one guy building that rapport with the quarterback? Stephen Smith, in his own words, the Bama Standard, Touchdown Alabama Magazine is our guest here on the Miller's Edge. And I think that's a great question, great uh way to segue into talking about that position group. You know, I talk a lot about the defense. I talk about the edge guys, right? Got to replace those two guys. I talk about two cornerbacks. Got to replace those guys. The safety position. Got to replace those guys. So many parts there. But when we talk about Kalen and Boy, everybody always like to talk about the offense. And if you're a receiver, how you would want to play in this offense and for him, that to me isn't interesting. You know, who is going? Because there's not, I mean, with Isaiah Bond leaving, I mean, you got to look at Kendrick Law. You got to look at, you know, Apprentice. You got to look at Hale, who has some, showed us some flashes last year, right? I mean, does that room really go to the next level based on the type of offense they're playing now? Do you think we're going to see the skill set that they possess really showcased, showcased even more based on Kalen DeBoer's offense? I, th- I, th- I think it is, Corey. And I think the biggest thing here is that. Uh, Wide receivers coach Jamarcus Shepard is going to get the maximum out of all of these guys. We're talking about working with Jalen McMillan at Washington, Jalen uh, Polk at Washington as well. He had Romo Dunes at Washington. We've had some dudes that he's worked with where the Huskies are concerned. But now you're at the University of Alabama. We're seeing the mentality that he brings, the toughness, the energy that he's, that he's talked about in different interviews he's had thus far. I'm intrigued to see... Which one of these guys does he produce as he helped become that number one guy? Because Bama fans go back to, you know, I missed the 2017 roster where you had uh, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jamin Waddle, Jerry Judy. You had that group, and, you, and you, you, you knew on any given day, any one of those guys or all four of those guys could just have a well of a game. And even back to you, Christian, when you had Calvin Ridley, when you had Robert Foster, when you had... You know, all of those guys on that roster at one time that you knew at any moment they can pop off and do something extremely special. I'm looking forward to seeing which of these guys does Jamarcus Shepard push to that level to to be that something special. Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, and then one thing about him from, you know, I mean, being around him very briefly, but also everybody I've talked to, man, I mean, they're very, uh, very high on him as a coach. You know, his ability to develop players and really just motivate guys, get the most out of them like you're describing. Um, I mean, I would even go as far as saying he's a guy that 
you know, before, you know, coach retired, you know, I, I think he would have fit in perfect uh, here in Tuscaloosa. He, he has that energy. He has that passion. I think he would have been a guy that we really could have benefited uh, from having before even any of this, of this turnover. So I'm excited about him and his development of these uh, receivers. Cause I, I'm telling you, you know, just, just being around there and seeing some, seeing some of these guys work, I, I think, you know, right now, as we talk right now in, in February, you know, there's not necessarily, you know, uh, a guy, you know, with the track record of anybody you just named, but that's now. I, and I think in the fall, I think we will. Obviously, Ryan Williams coming in, you know, he'll be here in the summer, like you mentioned. But I think, you know, there will be some guys that step up and become some big-time playmakers, especially in this new system. You know, just from what I've kind of studied and seen, uh, I'm just telling you right now, I mean, it, this offense is, is is a hell of an upgrade, right? And, and just in terms of the sets, uh, everything that they're doing and and. Just it's going to be upgrade. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, speaking of offense, you know, one other position I'm looking. I saw that I think I can't remember if it was PFF or whoever, but they had the three interior linemen all in the top ten of returning uh, interior linemen in the country in college football. Parker Burrell's for being the number one guy on the list. I think uh, Booker was three or something like that, and I think uh, Roberts was seven. Uh, that being said, the tackles right. Who do you see really stepping up at the, those tackle positions um, uh, for Alabama this upcoming fall? I know you got Pritchett uh, with a little bit of experience, but is there anybody, any of these younger guys you might look at that you, you think might step up and fill that void? I got two. I, I got two when you look at the younger guys. The first younger guy I can look at is this big Miles McVay. I think he, he's got a real opportunity. Miles McVay, love his eyes, guys, six, six, you know, 300, 315 pounds. Guy's got size. Guy's got nastiness about him. Coming from St. Louis, Missouri, so I like him. And then I look at oh, and then I look at Wilkin Formby. Wilkin Formby. People forget that young man from Northridge High School, just here in the Tuscaloosa area. He was the most technically sound tackle in that 2023 class. People picked up, you know, Caden uh, Proctor, and Caden Proctor grew throughout the year. Yes, he did. But the most technically sound guy. If you go back and watch the tape of that 2023 class, was actually Wilkin Formby. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that young man does. Oh, I think Anine, I really like him. I think he's more so of a guard. So if I look at the two two young guys in terms of tackles, I would say Miles McVay and Wilkin Formby. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, joining us here on the program on the Tide 100.9, 12:30 a.m. WTBC. So let's flip the script on the defensive side. This week, Kane Womack spoke with uh, the legend, the goat, Nick Saban. I think a couple of times uh, about defense, and I know you I think you wrote an article a little bit about that. Uh, what do you think that meeting was like? Do you think he was in there like a little kid sucking on a lollipop, excited to be talking to Coach Saban, or you think that meeting was about? You know, should I run a four-two-five? Should I do more pattern matchups when we're in regular? What do you think that meeting entailed? I think Corey was a little bit of both. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, Kane was uh, really excited to be able to talk to Nick Saban and bounce ideas off of him and get his feedback, get his thoughts. But I think Coach Kane also wants to understand I'm bringing in a, a different scheme, a different system. Of course, there is some carryover between the four-two-five and the 3-4 nickel that Saban ran at Alabama. But I'm pretty sure Coach Kane was like, okay, what's the word terminology here or the word jargon here? And how do I change some things here to where the players can understand I'm not putting too much up, putting too much on them? You know, how can I pare this down to where I'm getting them the base knowledge of 
what I want to see them do, what I, how I want to see them perform so that way they can go out there, they can play fast, they can play physical, and they know what they're doing. Because the main thing that Coach David always brought to the table during his tenure is you can have a thick playbook, but if the players understand what they're doing, they're not going to play fast, they're not going to play physical, you're going to see a whole bunch of dysfunction out there. So, yes, we, we know you want to get calls, we know you want to get procedures and things done, but make sure it's pared down to where those players know this is the call, this is the assignment, this is what I'm doing, and I can go out there and play with confidence. So it was a little bit of, of what makes happen to be around Coach Saban, but it was more so of, Coach, uh, you've been around this game for a long time. I'm trying to run a completely sort of different dynamic here at Alabama. What can I do to make sure that I'm putting these players, I'm coaching now, in the best spot to be a me? Yeah, and it also sounded, too, like he was trying to get kind of coaches – thoughts and opinions on the personnel, the guys that he's going to be working right. with, right? You know, because Coach, obviously, uh, around all of those guys that are returning and, and his coach, those guys, guys like Malachi Moore, Deontay Lawson, Jihad Campbell, even some of the, the twos, right? Some of the younger guys that Coach brought in here, you know, he probably would like to know, hey, you know, there's not much tape on these guys. I mean, there's practice tape, but, you know, what can you tell me about this guy? So I think it was a little bit of that as well. At least that's what I kind of gathered by listening to him talk, but Stephen, let me uh, get your thoughts on, on the recruiting. Is there any updates kind of with the 2025 class? I know that the uh, recruiting staff has been offering a lot of players. Is there any updates on guys that you might think that might be some uh, maybe some targets for that uh, recruiting class? I saw that they updated the rankings for 2025, and I don't think Alabama was in the top 25 right now um, for recruiting. Now, I could be I could be wrong, and maybe I read the list wrong, but I think just as it stands today, and obviously a lot of things are going to change throughout the next several months. But are there any updates there from, from your end? Well, not any major updates at this time, but the, the, the coaching staff has been re-offering guys that had recently decommitted. Uh, they re-offered offensive lineman Mason Short. You, read all, you uh, re-offered wide receiver Jamie French, somebody that's very close to Ryan Williams. So hopefully you get that young man back on board. I know that Coach DeBoer is going to have his summer camp coming up here. We look at May, June, July getting a lot of these kids on camps how Nick Saban did it when he was here so hopefully during that time we can get some guys to get some offers gain some traction nothing new as of right now but a lot of just Kangan DeBoer his staff re-offering guys that had previously decommitted due to Saban announcing his retirement yeah that's going to be interesting to see if he can get some of those guys back and I think uh, everybody's going to be watching the uh the overall recruiting uh, for Kalen DeBoer, uh, what this, uh, what it's going to look like, uh, what his style of player is going to be, uh, that type of thing. So with spring practice starting next week, I think we get a little bit of – I'm like you, Steve, and I'm kind of excited to see just what they look like, right? Like what, what's that's, their that, – that, that, um, That's the main thing. What does this version yeah. of Alabama football look like? We, we saw nothing but consistency – 17 years with Nick Saban. You knew exactly what you were going to get. You knew exactly what you were going to get. You knew exactly how he was going to come at you. You knew exactly what was going to transpire. So now we're in this level of, okay, what should I expect? Because it's not Nick Saban taking the ball. It's new. It's fresh. It's exciting. But there's also that little hint of uncertainty. Like, how is this really going to look? How is this really going to transpire? There's the joy of figuring it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be cool. I mean, I think it's going to be good. I hope I get a chance to get down there. Uh, so let me ask uh, Christian this. You know, we're going to go out with Stephen M. Smith, or do we go with the former players? How, what side we, What we, side you going to go on? What do you mean, what side am I going to go on? Talking about practice? Yeah, you going to go out there and hang out with Stephen M.? I'm going to go say what's up to Stephen M., but Stephen M. got to leave after any period. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. <laughs> Stephen, you, I mean, you, you can act like you're me, Stephen M. All right. Yeah, y'all right. look just alike. I'm sure that'll work. You know, you know, Christian, <laughs> hey, Christian, we do what we always do, man. We see each other. We dap each other up. We, we, we know we both do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll see. Maybe I can sneak Stephen in my pocket or something, let him hang out there the rest of the practice. Oh, no, 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 no. Stephen. <laughs> I don't know. They, they might not want me back out there if they keep hearing my dad on this show. We'll see. Oh, Look, God, y'all, I don't take up too much space. I just hop in one of y'all's backpacks. There you go. That's right. Yeah, you know, we got you. I got you in my Gucci. I got you in my Gucci. Hey, oh, hey wow. tell the folks how they can read your good stuff there, Stephen M. Absolutely. They can read that. TouchdownAlabama.com. That's TouchdownAlabama.com right there where you can get all of your Crimson Tide information whether that's recruiting, whether that's the current team as they're gearing up next week for spring practice, whether it's the guys that are in the NFL, the NFL Combine, the workouts are this week starting today. you got Chris Braswell out there, Dallas Turner out there, uh, Justin the Boyd be out there. They're getting ready to do their on-field workouts on NFL Network. So we got your NFL Combine coverage too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at that. Uh, right now, we had uh, Digger that calls from Texas says, is uh, Dallas Turner any good? Is he really that good? <laughs> well, a lot of people got him in the top 10. That's all I know. Look, uh, that, that's probably got an 83-inch wingspan. He that good. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I had an 82-and-a-quarter, yeah, yeah. I think, and I was like, I had the longest wingspan for a linebacker easily than probably in the last few years. So uh, he got me beat, which is impressive because, I mean, I, like I said, I have had some of the longest arms <laughs> For a linebacker in yeah. a while. So that, that's crazy. All right, Steve, one more quick question that I was going to ask you. Uh, who you got, Tennessee, Alabama, and what you think about um, the fans? I said to the old people who don't like the music my son does as a DJ at Alabama's basketball games, um, you know, he got to crank it up. So do you agree that old people need to stay home and get the tickets to the students? And who do you like in the game, Tennessee or Alabama? I, 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 like Alabama. I like Alabama in this game right here. They came out. They rebounded from the loss to Kentucky. Took care of Ole Miss. My main thing here is Mark Sears plays the way he plays against Ole Miss in this game against Tennessee. No turnovers. Keep it clean on the court. Attack the basket. Make shots. Right. Look at the music choices. I mean, uh, to me, if, 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 if you're not going to enjoy the music, that's why you could be at home watching it, right? You got the TV, you got yeah. the round style, you got all you need right there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they probably sitting at home with their headsets on like I'm doing right now, uh, interviewing you. <laughs> Stephen F. Smith, in his own words, the Bama Standard, <laughs> TD, <laughs> Alabama Magazine. I read all his good work because I see him on some podcasts and doing his thing as well. He's a, he's a, he's a superstar. That's what that's uh Let the man go. Man, we we done held you. him for thirty five minutes, Steve. I'm sorry, brother. Go get you some nice lunch, brother. He ain't got nothing else he to do. He don't know how to I mean we, he be dry, going over on the show, Steve. It'd be two oh three, he's still doing his outro. Steven, have a good one, man. Thank you so much for always being a great guest. He just Steven, he don't like you. 
No, that's Cap. I love Steve. Don't 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 put that fake news out there. No, no, I love the man. Y'all enjoy the Thursday. Absolutely, you too, Steve. We'll see you soon. Stephen M. Smith. That's my dude, Stephen M. Smith. In his own words. Quick time out. I've seen people on hold. 205-342-9904. Don't forget, we got some messages too. That my man Noah, uh, who got me all on fire about what he did there before the top of the hour. That was amazing. We'll read some app messages. We'll take your phone calls. Sit tight. Life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool afternoon, clouds gradually increasing, the high 55. Cloudy tonight, the chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 44. And tomorrow, cloudy with occasional rain during the day. Tomorrow's high at 56 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Hey, Darius Rucker, Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9. Don't forget to get that uh, careless boy. Uh, Darius uh, doing his thing. Going to be headed out on the road with the band. Who did the Blowfish? His band back on the road for the tour this summer. Looking forward to spending some time with those guys. And uh, they're going to be getting some things done here in Columbia. Two nights. To the phones we go. Tommy, I don't know if Darius Rucker and the band is coming to Romulus. Probably don't have an arena in Romulus. But uh, if they do, I'll see what I can do. Tommy, what's up, buddy? You coming to Romulus? Hell no, he's not arena, coming to Romulus. Tom- I mean, if you got an arena, Tommy, you got a place we can do a concert. No, Tommy, let, let me let me give you an idea about this guy. Like, I, I like to hunt. You know, I, I go and stay places that are kind of out there a little bit. This dude stayed at a, a probably one of the nicest saloons you can think of, right? This is not even really deep in the sticks like that, Okay. Got pool tables, big bar-looking thing. I mean, it's got all types of... This dude was scared to stay out there, Rom, uh, Tommy. So Romulus is not on his radar, unfortunately. I, I'm sorry. Is Romulus in the woods? I mean, Romulus yeah. is, is out there. Tommy, tell me about Romulus. Okay. We got two four-way stops, a little <laughs> sign saying, Welcome to Romulus. And a couple of times we have to take the sign down because... Uh, this grown old hunter after hunting season start shooting the sign up. So, you know, that's about it. Damn, I mean, I'm not coming to Romulus. We got two churches. <laughs> we got Memphis and Baptist. We keep the field alive. Um, uh, Wait a minute. You don't have no Catholics in Romulus? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Might have some heathens, but I won't name names, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, Catholic, no. I mean, the dude, I do not know him. I'm not trying to be, you know, I don't want to get on the back. We just cutting up. Oh, I know we are, but, you know, no, it's just a Methodist and Baptist. I mean. Okay, Methodist and Baptist. No, well, no Pentecostal. Well, we did have a Pentecostal, but somehow they didn't fix the church in the Pell Inn, so I guess they broke up. I don't know. I mean. Dang. Well, I'm not coming to Rom- Romulus. I mean, Christian, what he's telling you real quickly is, is our good friend Pop got a beautiful place. But listen, when it's in the woods and gated up lot, and it's just you and woods and you there by yourself, right? I ain't got uh, so many bullets in my gun. 
It is. First of all, it's not even them, deep off. Half of them, the I got to like kill that. some kind of animal. And there was a frog in the bathroom. And so I oh couldn't my. sleep. I stayed the, up the whole night with my gun trying to find that frog. The very, dude, a frog, really? There you go. You don't need a gun. Just put your hand down. I'm not, I'm, I'm a city up, boy, Tommy. Outside. I'm sorry, I'm a city boy. I'm not, I'm not coming to Ramos, but you, you can come down to frog Oh, my Lord. Tommy, this guy's from a dirt road. Tommy, he's a city boy. He's converted into that crap because he went to New York and all that. He oh, not grow up he... in no city. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean. He just as scary as what well, it I mean, is. Tommy, he you he know, heard of guy, If you get out of Romulus and make a few dollars, I mean, you don't want to go back. Well, I want to go back to, to dirt road where they told me, hey, they called me. I want to name a road after you. We appreciate all the things you've done. You and Van Lingo Mongo is one of the baseball players. You can Google that. He's for Paisley. And um, Van Lingo Mongo. They gave him a nice bypass. They want to give me a crackhead dirt road. That ain't right. <laughs> no. I don't put my name on nothing. I don't blame him. Mm. No. Uh, and we do have a volunteer fire department. My, my brother, the, the president of it, I have to give a shout out because he's listening because I would get feedback that I didn't promote Romulus proper. Well, we appreciate all the great service. Hopefully Tommy yeah, ain't burning um, that down with that must Mississippi mud pie. Yeah, uh, talking about, well, no, Romulus is getting modernized. We have two subdivisions. and look like somebody trying to build a third one. I looked at the house they built in, some kind of, don't you laugh at what does the house look like? He made, it looked like a 10-point house from the Wizard of Oz. I'm like, who's going to live in this? Not me. I got to have brick and mortar. I mean, if this is a modern house, I don't want no part. I go back to a dig up TV before I live in that thing. I mean, you know, you know, I, I, some of these modern houses they built, I have no clue. I mean, I got the nice brick bomb place, and I mean, you know, I'm probably destroying the environment, but that's okay. I mean, that's your problem after I'm gone. But, you know, no, it just it used to be hunting, but now people, people are selling them big farms and things, and uh, into 20 acre sections, and people building houses like that. I mean, we used to, to go hunt on my small place and go out and say, now I'm afraid to take a rifle or throw it off six and shoot because I'm afraid I might get a house or a barn or somebody's pet but cows now it's getting to be it's getting to be very populated I mean because we only about eight miles from the interstate we, we can be in Tuscaloosa and North Point less than 30 minutes I mean so I mean Foster's grown up there are two or three places you can eat we got a nice Mexican restaurant we got a Foster got a nice supermarket. You know, we have, we even have a subway. I mean, in Foster. I mean, 15, 30 minutes away. I mean, I know what Foster's is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a nice Mexican restaurant. We even have a veterinarian down there. I mean, oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, we just, I mean, we just 15, 20 minutes from there and 30 minutes from Tuscaloosa Dog Point. And you can go two or three ways. You can go up in the state, you can go up the whole highway in Lumber. By the BF Furious Rubber Plant, are they? And you go, or you could go through Coker. I'm not supposed to say that. People in Rubber don't like people from Coker. There's a guy named Fowler living in Coker, but we're not supposed to say that. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a few with Coker. The first woman governor of Alabama <laughs> is from Ralph, and they name a lake after some backup water swamp thing. 
and we don't get a monument down here to honor the first woman to governor of Alabama, Lord Lee Wallace. Don't take them. Huh. So we don't like we don't like talking people. No, no. Tom, are you going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm going not basketball, I'm going to softball at six today, no. Wait, wait, I'm when sure. when does softball play? Tonight. Six, at six today. Oh, they play here. Yeah, they got a tournament. It's you- Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, yeah. Okay. Come on, man. You, you're the sports guy. You should know that. Brother, I, listen, listen, hold on. Let me clear something up. Look, again, I, I love sports. I talk sports. But as I said on the show a few days ago, and I'm going to say it again, my life does not revolve around all these different... Look, I got enough on my plate, right? Look, if, if, I, if something's going on, I know about it. Cool. If not, that's fine, too. I'm Listen, if I make it, I make it. Yeah, Tommy, look, Tommy probably has a schedule. Look, if you if you want me to be that filled in, Somebody give me a I schedule. I want Tommy to. F- Somebody give me a schedule, then I'll, I'll be better about it. It's Tommy, is, is there? Is there? I don't want to keep Google. Tommy, is it? Do you have like a, a set schedule that shows you all the events? If so, I, you need to tell me where to get one. Well, a lady from the the Walk Off Club is about give me a schedule. She print one out, and there's a, and you go to Coliseum right before every sports day. Like I got a. Uh, a poster of the women and men basketball team. Like women played Florida night at a certain time last time, you know, and all this. And then I just keep up and yeah, and I listen to other shows they talk about because you know I never got into pro sports. I, I grew up here in Tuscaloosa. I did live in the city. Like I was born in the city, but my parents were from the country, and we came here. So I had both worlds. I mean. I'm like four blocks of the kids. I used to ride my 10 speed and watch them practice. I watch the ball fly in the air. And now where we call it, you know where Jackson is now. It used to be a take 300 years ago when I was a kid. We said on the, before they built all the things, there was a little hill all the thing. And you just sit up there and you see the ball flying up in the air. And you get him, you know, practicing. And sometimes we peek through the cover and we get in trouble. You know, they had a little talk around the field, Coach Bryant did. But, you know, we kind of got in trouble, you know. <laughs> so, you know, that's always the spies, I guess. I don't know. But, <laughs> but no. And just, I mean, no. And I got, I have friends who work at the athletic department. They got put. Like, I'm going to tell you something funny now. I know you're going to go get you want other color. I didn't know we had a women hockey team at the University of Alabama as a club. Boy, it's I new. I didn't know that. I think it's new. They just started it. Probably, yeah, I think they just started maybe this year. Yeah, and they beat Auburn. I think mm. one match or one twenty or nothing, eighteen and one. I'm like, oh wow, wow! I didn't know it. Yeah. I, you you got to start going to their games now. I think they uh, they don't play in Tuscaloosa. I think they play. Uh, Hell. Yeah. Which is because weird. Because I've been to the men's oh. club team before. Yeah, yeah. I've been. That's where Dabo Swinney's from, by the way. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. We love him so much down here. Yeah, I know people in Columbia <laughs> love him. <laughs> we yeah, in Columbia, people love him too, right? Leave Dabo alone. <laughs> Dabo, Dabo wanted this job. He wanted me to tell y'all that it's from his press conference. That's that he should have been the next coach behind Nick Saban. Thomas and Ramos, we appreciate you, my brother. Listen, when I come back to town, you can invite me to Ramos before the sun go down, okay? All right. What do you you mean by that? 
don't somewhere I don't know when it's dark. My mama tell me, hey, don't go nowhere when I'm lights. If you go in the daytime, somebody can see you. In case uh, we have a moon down right, here in Florida. We just say, you, come on down. I was about to say, well, there, there used to be a little <laughs> term about sundown <laughs> <Okay>. places. <laughs> no way, Noah, you're from Coleman, aren't you? Uh-oh. No one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. That's probably we a good one, thing. We have what, like great talking, y'all, John. <laughs> we'll uh, see you, Tom. All right, all right Tom. All right, I'm trying to figure out before we go to break how Livy Dune or Donnie of LSU that gymnast. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the same thing. I, I'm not trying to be I'm funny. Alabama and LSU go out this weekend. In uh, gymnastics? How she got two million followers? Two million. She's got five. Five million. Over sorry. five. How? Uh, I'm not trying to be funny, anyway, but she's a pretty break. blonde girl, and, and all she does is post pictures that probably shows off her body, if I had to guess. Okay. Hate, right, we'll hate be to be like that. <laughs> On the game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Thursday edition of the game, we're going to recap Alabama Ole Miss. We'll do it with ESPN College Game Day analyst Jay Billis will be a part of our show. Rodney Orr, TiderInsider.com, all starting at 2 p.m. here on the game on Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in time. Or visit meswins.com. I've got this. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Every soft light I did make, every chance I did, I did take all the nice sounds Welcome back. All right. Tommy from Ramos didn't have any stoplight, so not to worry about that. 205-342-9904. Uh, real quick, Noah, you got an app message again? Go ahead and take care of that. Yeah, I uh, had a quick app message from uh, KJ in Atlanta. He's talking a little bit about Terion. He said, uh, Terion just said, Jalen Milrow showed up to the practice facility at 3.30 a.m. Uh, PSA, for those who want Milrow to fail, he will never fail with a work ethic like that. 2,834 yards, 35 total touchdowns with a 13th QBR rating of 80.5 on only six interceptions. If God be for you, and he says, finish the rest, Pastor. Who mm. can be against you? That is what it is. That's the scripture. If God be for you, who can be against you? I totally agree. Uh, Jalen Miro, unfortunately, and we'll talk about this maybe tomorrow, uh, that Austin Mack, as we head into the spring, is what I'm also looking to see and hear more about. Because a lot of people think Austin Mack, the transfer from Washington, is going to replace Jalen Milrow. But I don't Bro, see that no, happening. No, no, no. I think the dude, Lank, he going to let everybody know, all the naysayers out there, that he, this is his job and this is his team. And we're going to get into some of that uh, on the show tomorrow. So I'm going to get these calls in, 205-342-9904 to the phones. We go. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's got a great uh, report from the doctor and a great bill of health. Ellis, welcome in. How y'all doing, fellas? We doing, doing good, well, How are you? Doing just fine. Uh, I've been super busy, uh, but uh, yeah, I did get good results uh, Monday. Amen. Thank you, uh, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. And then where I was at yesterday, I couldn't call in because 
I don't you're have Romulus? phone service where I <laughs> Were you in Romulus with Tommy? <laughs> no. 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 I, I got a place up here that I wouldn't be called in after dark. Uh-oh. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I mean, you better you better know somebody real well before you're up there in them neck of woods. Then Tennessee. Oh, no. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's that bad What do you mean by that, Ellis? <laughs> It's yeah. just a bad place. He's mm. telling place. you you don't want to go out the dark, and if no, you don't know no. anybody, you're in trouble. Mm. All right, yeah. I'll yeah. take my chance. It, and it's up on the mountain, out in the sticks. I mean, do you know what that means? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I don't, I don't fool around with that. I mean, Christian, you know, his friend, and they put me out there. I mean, it's beautiful, like... We grill out chicken on the, on, the, on the green egg and during the day, like with daylight savings time. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful I out don't, there. Yeah, beautiful. I don't want to be hearing no dueling banjo or no, nothing like man. that. You know? <laughs> Listen, you got all this property, Ellis, and it's, they don't turn the lights on. What do you They're mean like, they don't turn the lights on? I mean, like when they leave, it was like me and the TV. I mean, I couldn't even... See my hand in front of me. That's how dark it was. When I left the saloon, are you talking to about me. inside or outside? I was scared to walk from the saloon to where the, the sleeping quarters were, the next building, because I don't know if there's coyotes out there, there's bear. I don't know. Who knows? First so, of all, none of that. First of all, ain't no bears over there. Second of all, a phone light, and then nothing's going to come light. run up on you, right? I mean, like that. <laughs> people don't realize that majority of these animals that y'all imagine, they, they're not going to come to you, right? Yeah, they only attack good. you if they're, like defending themselves, for the most part. For the most part. So that's yeah. why I was, Ellis. I, I, I'm listening, man. I like lights. Even where I live in my neighborhood, me and my wife tell them we need more street lights. I don't like darkness. I like light. Mm. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? I just, uh, like there I said, you go. That, that, <laughs> that place, like I said, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even be there, you know, so. But, Ellis, you know where light's so, going to be at? At Coleman Coliseum on Saturday. Yes, I know. Are you going to be there, uh, Ellis? I'm going to try to. I've not, uh, my, I procrastinated and didn't get the ticket when I should, and then now they're like, uh, like two hundred dollars and more. I've seen one for nine hundred and something dollars for a ticket. That's cr- I remember when Alabama basketball couldn't sell a damn ticket. <laughs> and it's on them ticket sites, you know. I went on to every ticket site that there is, and they're all that high. One hundred thirty dollars. Well, the one one hundred thirty-nine, one hundred thirty-four after fees and everything, it's going to be over two hundred dollars. Man. No, thank you. I can watch that on TV. The bathroom is accessible. Food, the kitchen is accessible. <laughs> Listen, I ain't got to wait on no lines. I ain't got to worry about parking. I will take my chances at the house. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so if I can't do that one, I'm going to uh, most definitely come to the last one. I mean, I might be able to pull some strings, Ellis. Uh-oh. Might be able to pull some strings. How about this? Call it if you don't have a ticket by tomorrow. Call 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 the show tomorrow, and I might okay. be able to pull some strings. Well, he lives in Tennessee now. He needs to get there. Okay, the game's Saturday, so I say call the show tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. Okay. There you go, Ellis. He can pull. He I will right. attest. He he can get stuff done. So make sure you call for sure. Yeah, just don't forget yeah, to call though, because I don't have your number. Oh yeah, um, I will. Uh, oh, okay. No one has his number on the call screen, I promise. You. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, maybe maybe we got it. Ellis calls a good bit. So, what yeah, do you just, think about the game, though, Ellis? I mean, they they struggled the first half against Ole Miss last night. Came was down by fourteen, came from behind, got the win on the road, scored again over hundred points. Yet they gave up eighty eight. Now Tennessee, huge win last night over the Auburn Tigers uh, at home. Uh, they were very very impressive in their win. Uh, when you look at this matchup, it's basically for first place. You think that Alabama will hold serve at home? I guess it's really, really good Tennessee volunteer. I, I think they will because that because the atmosphere and everything there is, uh, and I can guarantee you it's going to be a static uh, Saturday night. I mean, it's yeah. going to be like five times or ten times like it normally is right now. Uh, yeah, we're talking about that too. We were talking about that, about my other son, my oldest son is a DJ. He does the music. And I'll say, if you're too old, don't like loud music, they need to stay home. you agree with me? Oh, yeah. Stay home. Yeah. I love my music, man. I love that, I love all kinds of music. That's what I'm talking about. Let's get hyped. Uh, yes. Yes. I, you know, I'm a kind of person that loves all kinds of music, you know. Uh, you name it, I like it. You like, you, like, you like hip-hop, Ellis? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love Ellis. See, you got El- you, you know to the Migos get down with Get Down. Have you heard uh, of the Migos, Ellis? Uh, who? Migos. No, I'll look it up. Amigos. Uh, no, what's well, just, Amigos? Just get rid of the A, just Migos. Migos? Yeah, just Migos. Uh, it's not, hey, Amigo. Well, I mean, they they probably got it from Amigo, the word, you know, means friend uh, in Spanish. But, yeah, just drop the A, it's just Migos. You know, uh, you know, I listen. I don't know. Uh, back in the day, I listened to. Uh, yeah, that's me. Go. Walk it, 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 no, no, no. I wouldn't. No. No. They don't like Migos. They don't like Migos. I, I don't really like Migos. Like, you know, back in the day, you know what? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember uh, Dr. Dre? Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on now. We know Dr. Dre. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Do you know that the song that they sing in the background is uh, the Bee Gees singing? Uh, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, Bee Gees. We we'll have to play that tomorrow. Yeah, we we'll have to look into that tomorrow. But we do got to get out of here, Ellis. Don't forget, call tomorrow and let me know if you find. I will. It. I will. I'll call tomorrow. I'll make sure. It sounds. Ellis, good. man, we love you. Thank God for real. On a serious note, that you got a great report back. That's always good. Yeah, news, man. love y'all Praise too. Yes, sir. Appreciate Praise you, Ellis. Lord. We appreciate you, man. Everything about you. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. There goes my man Ellis. Happy that he's got a good report from the doctor and doing good. Hope you have safe travel and get a good ticket. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for Fowler. Whatever that town Tommy said he lived in. I don't know what that is. We'll find out. For Christian Miller, for Noah, great reading, by the way. Best reading in all the state of Alabama. We got to go. See you tomorrow. Josh Pate. We still good with Josh Pate tomorrow, Christian? Okay, maybe not. Y'all have a good one. I'm out.